Welcome to It's Karmic. I'm your host, Mika Bradford. This is a sacred space to connect with karma and past lives through astrology, energy work, and intuition. Hello and welcome to this episode of It's Karmic the podcast all about, you know, astrology, past lives, karma. And today we have a juicy episode that is so interwoven with karmic signatures with one of my very favorite energies to work with, with the cosmos, one of the most karmic energies, one of the most uh, revealing energies around past lives. And really one of the big signatures we are here to do collective work with, but that collective work ripples into our own personal work too, right? Because we can't untangle ourselves from it. So remembering that here on earth, you know, we are having our own personal experiences, but we're also having a collective experience. The earth is having its collective experience and somehow it's all one. So our topic today is all about the gift of death and rebirth, okay? Because if you guys know my work, if you've been around with me for a while at this point, you know that I truly believe there is power in the death process. And I don't mean the physical act of death, though I do believe there is power in that painful loss experience as well but i mean the death process of you know losing or i should say the loss or experience of loss of say a part of ourselves a chapter of our lives it's very much that closing phase and working with the energy of death and rebirth really helps us understand that life is cyclical, that nothing is permanent, and that we have to allow the cycles of, of life to happen. So as I start this, let's, let's talk about the seasons for a second, okay? Because as you guys are going to be listening to this, we've shifted into, um, you know, this will probably be dropping in early November. And we've shifted into really the winter energy. You know, we're, we're into Scorpio season. We are in the energy of death and rebirth. And why is Scorpio season the energy of death and rebirth? Well, think about the seasons for a second, right? In Virgo season, we harvest, okay? We harvest everything we have planted and grown all summer, we begin the wind down and that's why Virgo is very much around the cleanup, right? It's cleanup energy because we're harvesting in that energy. And then we move to Libra and Libra is the great balancer, right? Because we hit that, that fall equinox moment and we have a moment to reflect on, okay, we've grown, we've uh, received, we have nourished, we have harvested, we have probably learned a lot, stocked away, you know, we're preparing to go inward. We hit that great balancing moment of Libra and we reflect on 
you know, everything we've done. We find the balance between light and dark, and then we begin the wind down. So we have to come into harmony as the decay of everything from Virgo season, right? We harvest, think about a field for a second, it gets harvested. And then there is obviously still lots on the ground that's not harvested, right? The, just the leaves, the, think about the fall leaves, all of it. It's in decay mode, okay? We, we are seeing the fall of all the leaves, of all the, the grasses, everything dying away, but it's not really dead. If we think about that for a second, right? The trees aren't dead, they're hibernating, but we see a death process. And in that death process, the leaves decay into the earth and they become the nutrients for next year, right? For the earth to use in the next season. So as we go into winter, we go into a decay period. And so Scorpio is really that start of the decaying period. Everything gets cold. The earth begins to, you know, freeze and um, thaw and unthaw and thaw and unthaw and thaw and everything is decaying, right? And it's not decaying to a point of the trees dying. It's not everything dying in a sense of gone forever. They will be rebirthed, right? They will be reborn next season. So just like this, we all have these seasons within ourselves. And I know you guys have heard this probably a million times from a million different um, viewpoints and teachers that we are cyclical and that we move through these energetic portals within ourselves, just like the season does. Seasons do, sorry. <laughs> and if we reflect on that for a second and understand how out of alignment we have become, with the active seasons like we don't live in seasons anymore we don't understand seasons because we don't necessarily have to with all our modern conveniences and hey shout out to our modern conveniences big fan but remembering that we are cyclical is a way we can tune back into ourselves and so we have these seasons within ourselves, within our lives, within the earth, within everything. There is a season. The moon, every planet has its seasons, okay? Mercury retrograde is part of the season of Mercury. Every retrograde is the part of, it's a part of the season of that planet. So when we look at things like that, we can humble ourselves to coming into work with the idea of the gift of death and rebirth. Now, you guys know I'm obviously going into Pluto territory here, okay? Pluto energy is the gift of death and rebirth. And I have so many things I want to tell you today as we dive into this conversation. Because what has been coming up for me, I had this conversation recently where I was talking to Josh about our marriage. And I actually think this was like a couple months ago. But basically the conversation went to, well, I thought we could go to hell and back, you know? And I, I simply looked at him and said, the problem is I don't see you coming back, okay? It's like wherever we went in our process this summer and over the last year as our relationship shifted and became what it is right now, this complicated thing we're sorting out, you know, I witnessed him going into hell, OK? 
okay. And I've gone there a million times, but he wasn't coming back. Now he, he has now, thankfully, but in the moment I reflected and said, yeah, like you're not coming back. So what I want to bring to you guys today is this first moment and first thought around like, okay, you have to go into hell. Okay. We all go into our hell moments, into our underworld moments, into our shadow, but it's also the reminder to come back. So the analogy I use all the time, and if you guys have had a reading with me, or if you've worked with me in any of my workshops, you know, I talk about butterfly energy all the time. Okay. Because butterflies don't go into the chrysalis and stay there. Right. Um, sorry, caterpillars, caterpillars don't go into the chrysalis and stay there. They don't live in the mush they become, or they don't climb in and go, okay, going into the death process and then just like turn into the, the goo inside of that chrysalis and just stay like that. That's, that's not how it works, right? They begin to change. And that change is some sort of beautiful process that I imagine can't feel great, but it's a beautiful process of something sort of mundane, if we want to look at caterpillars as relatively mundane compared to butterflies, just, you know, aesthetically, um, but something becoming something mundane, becoming something potent and something absolutely magnificent. So even just looking at it as like the experience of allowing, you know, parts of yourself that are one way, just the caterpillar, no judgment on the beauty or not for a second here, but the parts of yourself that are one way to go in and become new. So the reminder is we have to come back. And so with Pluto, people get really stuck in the energy of death. Okay. We could even see it over the last 2.5 years, a little more than that at this point where we had that Pluto Saturn conjunction, which, you know, changed everything for us radically. And we've been in a death process or, you know, we've been in a rebirth process. So the world right now is being very programmed and we are being very, very programmed to see only the death process, only the bad, only the heaviness, only the extreme and all the loss of how our world has radically changed and shifted. And we've become you know, a little lost or chaotic. We're seeing, if you look at one lens, so much pain and fear and anger and frustration and victimization, all of it. Right. And, and there's a lot of hate on Pluto going through the, the tail end of Capricorn here. And even I see a lot of like fear around Pluto moving into Aquarius, a lot of fear. Oh God, what happens when Pluto moves into Aquarius? The whole world will end, la, 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 la. No, no. We have to remember that Pluto is death, yes. Pluto is loss, Pluto is pain, Pluto is fear, but Pluto is also rebirth, okay? So Pluto is also this great initiator into our underworld so that we can find parts of ourselves that have been hidden, you know, and bring it all back up to the surface and, and step into our next path. So Pluto is not, oh goodness, he's not this energy that we need to demonize, just like Saturn. If you guys have listened to my Saturn conversation, Saturn is not this energy we need to demonize. 
it's a part of life. Okay. And this part of life with Pluto is this process of, um, dismantling picture yourself as, um, as, as if you were the caterpillar going into the chrysalis, or I don't know, I have like visions of me going into a cauldron and like melting down into goo and then, you know, becoming gold, however you want to see it. It's that process of death and rebirth. It's transmutation. It's, um, changing, right? It's radical, radical transformation. And the, the lessons, the big, beautiful lessons that come with working with this energy are around the fact that nothing is permanent. Okay. We get really attached to this moment right here being it forever. Okay. We do it all the time. It feels, I feel really good right here. We say, okay, you're in a moment and you're loving it. You love where you live. You love your, you know, your family. You love how things are going, how things are feeling. There's a good rhythm, a good vibe. And then you think it's going to be like this forever. But there is a forgetting that life is not permanent. Life is not permanent. And the same goes for those hard moments. Oh my gosh, I'm in a radical transformation. Everything's falling away. I'm losing everything I ever thought um, I was building. My dreams aren't going the way I thought they were. My loved ones are, are passing away. Um, you know, everything's falling apart. Those really, really dark, heavy moments that we go through. And we think when we're in them, that it's permanent, that this is forever. I remember thinking when I was young and in my extremely suicidal phase around 16, I remember laying in bed every single night, I would lay in bed and I would just cry and cry and think about the fact that like, it couldn't be like this forever. Like how can one person feel this much extreme pain, you know? And was it like this for everyone? And was it always like this? When I was in those moments, I remember thinking it must be like this forever. This is what life must feel like always, right? And maybe not for everyone, but for me, I thought that was it. That was the only place I was ever going to be was in that darkness, in that pain, in, in that state of just absolutely suffering. And obviously, as I am here now speaking to you about this information, that was not true. But in those dark moments, I couldn't see past the permanence I felt. And so we have to remember when we go into these very intense moments like Pluto transits, like, you know, collective Pluto transits, personal Pluto transits, any other transit that's hitting you so hard, you're just absolutely being rocked. It's not just Pluto. We have to remember that nothing is permanent, okay? Everything is A, adaptable, B, you have control, okay? You not necessarily control even, that's not even the word I wanna use, but you have divine will and you have the ability to shift and change everything, even when it feels like you don't. Now that shift might just be mental, right? That shift might just be reclaiming your power. Maybe you can't shift the situation right now, but you damn well can shift how you're looking at it, how you're viewing it, how you're taking care of yourself, your body, your actions, how you're feeding yourself, how you are feeding yourself mentally, all these things. We can take our power back around, right? But nothing is permanent, not the big, beautiful moments, 
not the deep, heavy, painful shit. None of it's permanent. It is ever-changing. We are always rebirthing. We are always, you know, having some part of us pass and shift and transmute and turn into a new version. So if we can live a little bit in more honor with that, more reverence with that, how magical things would get, right? If we can look at these moments like, guys, I am in such a, such a deep Plutonian moment right now. You know, it's, it's relationships for me. It's home for me. It's all of this stuff boiling to the point of, you know, absolute chaos some days. I found a moment of homeostasis. I, I created homeostasis because I knew I had to, right? I knew I could take some power back in these moments. Couldn't control the situation. Can't control the shifts I'm having. I can't control the emotional, um, not even emotional, but the, uh, the, the, the force that is moving through me, let's say. I can't control that, but I can control how I react to it. And I can control how I decide to co-create with it, okay? But I have to remind myself in all these moments right now, like for, exa- for example, I'll give you a great example. As I'm here back in Ontario, you know, I'm here, I've signed a lease for a year. I'm here, I'm here. You know, the apartment I've landed in is, is beautiful and it's like 200 years old and it's, it's really cool and magical. But every single day I am aching to be home in BC. Okay, I'm, I'm waking up to why I left. It was from a lot of fear. The reason I left BC the reason we bought the RV, the reason I tried to, you know, shift to even move to Mexico was all fear. It's all fear. It was all me not showing up for myself. It was all me operating from a place of fear. And so now I wake up here every day and I'm being present and I'm loving my walks around this old, old neighborhood and with the big trees and going to the coffee shop that's nearby. I'm loving it, I'm loving seeing my family as much as I can but I am missing home. Every day I see home in my mind. I can feel it. I can feel what it felt like to be there. I can feel how much I I even took for granted how much I loved it there. You know, this death process. But I know, I know that this moment, it's not permanent. It's not permanent. And I can take back my power, right? Pluto is power. Pluto boils down to power. I can take that back and shift things. So right now it's shifting my mindset, right? It's being present and enjoying this moment and then planning for the next one. Okay. Am I going home? When am I going home? Okay. When the lease is up, great. So there's so many things we have to remember in this lack of permanence, in these moments of great shifts, great pain, great loss. You know, when we're becoming the next version of ourselves, right? Think about that butterfly for a second can't be comfortable. To go through that metamorphosis cannot be comfortable. But I'm sure the butterfly, you know, in its moments of experiencing this knows it's not permanent. It's not forever. And so can we find more ease? Right? That's my question for you. If you are experiencing these deep moments, maybe you incarnated and your whole life is a Pluto moment. (laughs) I get it. I do. Can you find more ease? Can you Now, this is a big one. Stop taking things so damn seriously, okay? 
these heavy players, Pluto and Saturn, the nodes, they can bring such heaviness, okay? Especially Pluto and Saturn. They bring big, heavy vibes. Big, big, heavy vibes. So can we remember, if you've got big energy going on with Pluto, Saturn, big transits with them, oh, not to take life so seriously, right? When you're doing your healing work, when you're doing your processes, when you are rediscovering yourself, going into your shadow, can you bring a lightness? Can you bring some play? You did not come here to only experience suffering, to only experience heaviness. You came here to also experience joy and love and play and sensuality and just all the good that comes with earth. So can you stop taking things so seriously, even when they're heavy, you know, really taking a moment to be the observer. That's my offering lately. That's my download lately is being the observer. And when we become the observer, we are less identified with pain, with fear, with loss. We just exist, right? And when we can just exist, things are not as heavy. Things are not as intense. And so we can stop taking things so seriously, find more joy. And then the process of death and rebirth, we just look at it and we're like, well, that's interesting. Uh, that hurt. Yeah, that didn't feel so good. Oof, can't believe I lost that. Wow. And, you know, this is not comparable right now to the experience of grief and loss of, you know, a loved one. That's a whole other conversation entirely though it does link in eventually into understanding, you know, grief and loss is part of the, the gift of death and rebirth. And I know everyone that I have experienced, you know, that's had big, big losses, you know, the big ones that just rock you, like husbands, best friends, people who we know we always say the young ones shouldn't go, those ones. They've always rebirthed out of that process into their next level, you know, found a side of themselves they never thought they would, you know, found their spiritual awakening, found their, their healing modality, found, you know, the next path through that loss. So understanding that even in those really heavy moments, even when you don't want to say there's some sort of gift in it, all our experiences of, get, of death and rebirth here, there is a gift, right? There is a gift. So remember, you can't take it with you. You can't take any of it with you. So be here now. I like to think of the, the idea of how our grandparents and parents never used the fine china and how I feel like a lot of people are starting to just use the fine china right? You can't take it with you. So use the fine china, use the silverware, use those special things because you literally cannot take it with you. You can't. So this helps us be more present in the moment, be more present in the presence, to be here, to be here now, to be here in joy, to be here in love, to live with a little more ease, right? That's my offering for you today. Live with a little more ease. Watch these experiences. You know, go to hell. 
go there, go into the underworld, go into your depths, do your shadow work, but come back. No, come back to life, come back to love, come back to where is this guiding me? What is this showing me? Go through the pain, witness the pain, feel your emotions to their highest level and then come back, right? Come back home to yourself, to your soul and integrate all of that knowledge that has come through your death and rebirth process because there's so much knowledge that's being delivered. And I do a lot of this work in the Dark Moon Collective. So this is the kind of work, right? We do all the time. Diving into the shadow, diving into these pain points, diving into witnessing ourselves, witnessing our, our experience here on earth with a little more acceptance. Okay, that is literally all I have for you today. <laughs> Though that was a bucket of a conversation, a huge bucket of um, information, not even information, but I guess information, but love, you know, invitations. So when you're working with these energies, I just want you to approach them with a little bit more acceptance, love, honor, and know that there is these beautiful gifts in every single moment, even the painful ones. So that's all I have for you today. I am sending you all the love, all the universal love, all the cosmic love. And I hope that you take this and integrate this information into your practice, whatever your practice is, and you just show up with a little more of that play, love, and joy. Have a beautiful day.